0: Spirit, I'm Baruch Halevi, also known as B. I almost said welcome to the Meaning Academy because if you've been following me, you know that now launched is the Victor Frankel Meaning Academy. That's right, you heard it here first. The Meaning Academy. Um, I've been co co founded it with a couple others Dr. Daniel Franz, Dr. Dan, um, Dr. Elise Cortez, Scott Schaffman, and the four of us are really the drivers for this. We wanted to build a place, a space virtually, and God willing, soon in person in Colorado to honor the memory, um, the life, the inspiration of a great man with an amazing message, Viktor Frankl, but more than just memory and more than just tribute. It's a opportunity to create programs, to create community, to create offerings around meaning, purpose, and resilience, which to me are the defining qualities of logotherapy, of meaning-centered logo philosophy, meaning-centered thinking and living and being in the world. And so we are in development of all kinds of great stuff. But in the meantime, Thursdays, every Thursday, noon, Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, you fill in the middle, we meet online. And if you want more about that, jump over to the meaningacademy.com where you can Um, sign up and you can just pop in, you can listen, just be a voyeur, don't even have to turn your screen on, or you can participate in the conversation around meaning, purpose, and resilience led by myself and or the other meaning team members. So to that end, one of the things I want to do at the Meaning Academy is to offer practical application for Dr. Frankel's ideas. Dr. Frankel was an amazing philosopher. His system is somewhat inaccessible. I mean, he's got 40 books, but only one of them is known. Man Search Meaning, it's incredibly well-known. We should all be so fortunate as to be that well-known with a book, but he's got 39 other books and most of them are not well-known because they're not exactly accessible for the layperson. We all have our purpose and his purpose was to deliver a message. Um, I believe part of mine, ours, is to disseminate the message because it's a message needed now more than ever. And we need practical ways to digest these sometimes complicated ideas. So, I want to share with you today something I'm super excited about, which is a slide, one slide. Now, if you're listening, you can't see the slide, but you can download it at thedefiantspirit.org. Go to the podcast page and scroll to the bottom, and you'll see the slide we're talking about. For now, good enough just to listen. I'll describe it to you. So, what is this slide Baruch is talking about? Here it is. And it's simply a quote that I've shared, I'll share time and again. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response, and in our response lies our growth and our happiness. You've heard me say it before. Let me just read that first part again because it's so important. I have built my Enneagram system around this. I have built the we have built the Victor Frankel Meaning Academy around it. I have built my counseling coaching practice, meaning coaching practice around this and this alone. This is all you need in life to live a life of response ability, the ability to respond, to stop reacting, and to start responding. Okay, this picture. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. I wanted you to see the space. Until I saw the space, I just didn't have the same appreciation. Stimulus and response. Between stimulus and choosing. Between shit happening, I can swear because my my better half, Dr. Dan, is not on the uh, podcast. He always gets mad at me when I swear. He's a good Indiana boy. I'm a, I'm a radical uh, Denverite. Okay, between stimulus and response, there's a space. Stimulus, things happening, circumstances beyond our control, which is almost everything, all day, every day, bombarded. And what happens? We don't choose. We don't choose. If If we're on autopilot, if we're in reaction, then that's not a choice. That's reaction. Reaction is the antithesis of choice. Certainly, it's the antithesis of Responding to respond is it has a consciousness to respond has an intentionality to choose your response. You don't choose your reaction, right? Think about this for a second. Um, the power to choose our response. Nobody chooses their reaction by definition. If you're in reaction and your middle finger is up because you were cut off in traffic, that's not a choice. Now, if you're choosing that, maybe. You could argue that it's righteous indignation and you're teaching a lesson. I don't meet too many people who are all that proud of flipping the bird when they're cut off in traffic. 99% of the time, it is simply reaction. It doesn't mean anger doesn't have its place. The famous teaching of a, a rabbi, I conquered my anger long ago. Now I keep it in my pocket. That way it's there when I need it. So I have anger. It doesn't have me. Stimulus. Are the things that bombard us. Reaction is when those things have us. They have our number. They're pulling our strings. I was talking to a grown man the other day who said his 10 year old son makes him feel bad. I said, What? Like, back up, rewind. You are a successful, we'll call him a lawyer. You are powerful. You are respected. You are a grown man. How in the hell does a 10 year old make you feel bad? Well, he started telling me all the ways. I'm like, You're choosing to feel bad, or you're reacting and you're not choosing, but you could choose to respond. You could choose not to accept that stimulus. I want to get um, bumper stickers that say stimulus happens, because it does. And the question is, are you driving the bus, or is the anger driving the bus, or is the jealousy driving the bus? Is the fear, this is the big one, fear driving the bus? When we are in fear, we are not in response. We have gotten small. Isn't it interesting? Fear causes us either to get big or to get small. Look at nature. Um, Hiking out in Colorado these days, you should probably be carrying bear spray. Because when bears get mad, they tend to get big. Right? But they're in reaction. They're in fear. They're territorial. So some things get big. Enneagram 8s like me get big. Some things get small turtles retreat and bunny rabbits hide and we do the same thing all of us we go into fight or flight that's reaction that is not a choice that is your nervous system and thousands of years of wiring fine nothing wrong with it but it isn't the highest energy the highest form of living and that is response now I have another slide I'm not going to show it to you today you're gonna have to come back for part two because I have shown a ladder of what happens in that space. So I'm going to keep it short today to whet your appetite so you come back. But in that space, there's a whole ladder of descending and ascending. And I based it off of the word of uh, work of David Hawkins, psychiatrist, energy sort of specialist, measuring energy, and we'll talk about that. But the bottom line is for now, you know, I made this pretty equidistant, the stimulus, the space, the choice. Truth is, that middle area should probably be shrinking and expanding. Got to make it interactive because when we're in reaction, that space is really small. That trigger, right, especially if certain Enneagram types, certain personality types, we go into certain reactions. Using the Enneagram like this is also very um, enlightening because you can see your particular reaction and the Enneagram deals with our core reaction. How do we react? And it also shows us our pathway back to response. You don't need the Enneagram. This is just succinct. I think it's beautiful. And it's not mine. I'm just attributing it to Frankl. And then you go down the the energy. You go down the scale. You go down the ladder of consciousness when you're in fear, when you're afraid, when you're in survival. And that space just shrinks to nothing. Our work here is to stop before we choose Can we just take a deep breath? My good friend, um, Julie Mouse teaches a lot on mindfulness. Hey Julie, I'm sure you're listening. How to expand the space. Even one breath, before you hit send on the email, before you say those words that you can't take back. Can I take a deep breath? Can I expand the space? Expansion is always representative of growth. By definition, expanding, growing—that's um, why love is expansive. In um, mystical traditions, I've talked a lot about this. But if you look at the names of God, which are all synonymous with love in every tradition—Buddha, Krishna, Allah, Shekhinah Yah, um, Tao, Ta Tao—different ways to pronounce it—all ah. There's all. they all ah sounds. Ah, ah. Wayne Dyer teaches because ah is ah. Say with me ah it's opening it's an expansion now it's the opposite of constriction constriction is when that space disappears because we can't think because we can't breathe even body posture excuse me start hunching over i start crunching up i start getting smaller taking an expansive breath breath not the fear like the bear not the big and angry and out of control opening and expanding and standing our ground and expanding that space before we choose to take in mental inventory, right? To go through a process. Now, some types, some Enneagram types, use that as a way to hide. So that can be fearful not to choose. You know who you are, Enneagram nines and fives and sixes. Get caught in analysis paralysis. And that can be a form of reaction too. So it isn't just stopping and standing still. That is one part of it but then taking action, right? Making a choice. I know that Rush, the rock band, didn't make this up because there's a famous author who did, but I think of their, um, their song, Tom Sawyer. Not to choose is a choice. Not to choose is a choice. A lot of people will stand in that space and not choose thinking they're not choosing, when in fact, not choosing is an act of choosing. You're just um, being passive about it. You're just outsourcing your power to choose your response to the stimulus, to the circumstance, to the jerking traffic, to your spouse, to your boss, to whomever it is. Our work to take back our power. This is what I work with all day, every day. It's just so simple. And yet, that's why we need to do the work. That's why we need to see this. Take back your power. I say it in every client meeting. I'm a meaning coach. I'm a a resilience trainer. I help people find their purpose. And the only way to do that is to take back your power. How? By choosing your response. We're going to do a whole talk on radical responsibility. But that's what this is. Radical responsibility. What's mine? And I'm going to own the hell out of it. I can't own your circumstances. I can't own the stimulus. I can only own my Choice or my lack of choice, and whether or not I choose to expand the space. And from that ex- place of expansion, that place of openness, that place of insight, I can see clearly, I can choose intentionally. That's response, response able, able to choose your response. There is nothing else you are here to do in this lifetime. Yes, there are things on the other side of your choices. There are consequences, but if you are choosing from a place of goodness, intention, right, you know, right action, it's never wrong. You may make the wrong decision, but it wasn't wrong because it came from a place of consciousness where we get into wrong, where we get into destruction, where we get into um, the darkness of life is when that space, all that disappears, and we do things we can't undo and we live a life of being yanked around by a chain by everyone and everything. We are here to stop living as victims at the circumstance of life's crossroads, all the stimulus and blaming, right? Poor me. I do it too. We all do it. Poor me. This happened to me. This, This was done to me and Frankel says make your defiance stand in the middle of that space and cut off stimulus cut off reaction by choosing your response and in that choice of responding is where your growth happens that expansion it's where those old things that used to yank you by the chain disappear, dissipate, no longer have power over you. Isn't it interesting? Some of the things that used to have power over you are now just laughable. I mean, I look at my two of my four kids who are teenagers, and the things that yank their chains, that drag them around, it's laughable. That was me too. That was you too, because those are small problems. Excuse me. And, And the point of life is to grow. I think it was oh, Nietzsche maybe who said, life is about being defeated by ever bigger problems. We're going to be defeated. The question is, are you growing to the next size up? Or are you still running around in high school upset because somebody said your ripped jeans were manufactured by you and not real rips? I mean, the things that trigger are just maddening because there's no space. There's nothing that the work is to grow. What happens when we're 40, 50, 60, 80, and we're still triggered by what they say, the gossip, the things outside of ourselves. We haven't expanded the space. It's never too late to expand the space. You want a synopsis of what I do for a living? I work with you to help you expand the space. We use lots of tools. We use the Enneagram. We use logotherapy, but that's all it is. And it's that simple. It's not simplistic and it's not easy to do, but it is transformative because this is the growth path. This is why we're here. And if you want happiness, the only way I know is to stop chasing chasing it. As Frankl says, happiness can never be pursued. It must ensue. And when does happiness ensue? When we stand still when we receive it. And how do we receive it? By being calm, by being collected, by being conscious, by being intentional, by expanding our space. That's what this graphic does for me. I hope that's what it does for you. It's my gift to you. I'm writing a little booklet around it, so that'll be available soon. And part two will be the work of David Hawkins going up and down that vertical space. This one's a horizontal. Moving forward, choosing your response, We'll look at the different types of responses and the different types of reactions next time. Until then, you know what to do. Defy your number, live your spirit, and expand your space. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.